What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined through the power of the internet by Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. We're still it having to do this. Sound, it doesn't sound right to me when you say joined on my right by Rachel Mogan. Oh, that's <laughs> it, right. I didn't say wrong. it. I had, to, I had to say through the power of the internet. So join. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess in how we're recording right now on with our positioning, I know it's flip-flopped for the people in the final Thing. I'll be on the right, Mogul will be on the left, but then I guess technically right now in how it's looking, yeah, you're on my right, technically. So, well, and that's it still all. Works. You, you should have said it the right way then. I'm sorry, I'll start over. Don't, I'll do don't it again. redo it. No, no, don't no. start over. No, we have to. We have to do it again. Everyone, hi. <laughs> on my left, on my right. God damn it, I still can't even do it right when I'm trying to and do it right. And you still gestured to your right, but said left. I know. My brain's all crosswired and everything like that because we're just Stage still here. Left, Jared. Stage <laughs> left. <laughs> Those directions never help me, right? I'm they terrible. Don't. Even though, even though like I film and do video and stuff like that, whenever I'm trying to give people on camera direction, I still mess it up and have to be like, wait, which way am I telling them to go? So I'm, I'm just terrible with directions apparently. But you know, that's neither here nor there because we are here to talk about some video games here on Team Chat Podcast, the video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. You can also watch each and every episode over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash teamchatpodcast. Links for all those things are in the description below and where you can find a list of all the directory of the podcast services where we're available. And you can also join us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our discord server where you can jump on there, talk to us about some games or we're not on here recording the episode. And finally, if you're wanting to help the show become bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before the general Tuesday release access to a private channel or a discord server that is reserved solely for our patrons, as well as um, other goodies and early bits of content. So, but if you don't want to do that, that's no big deal. We totally understand, but we would still appreciate your support in either coming here to listen to the show, watch the show, telling your friends, subscribing on our YouTube or podcast service of your choice. And of course, writing us reviews and all that goodness helps make the show bigger and better because it helps get the word out to other people. So we are very appreciative and love all of you, our patrons and listeners alike. Well, I was going to say before we get into the main topic of the day, we're going to get into a little bit of moment with Mogan. But since today, today is not today, not today, since today is the conclusion, the epic finale of our top 10 soundtracks list of all time. So we're going to be bringing you spots four, three, two, and of course, number one. But uh, so, yes, we want to just get moment with Mogan to have a little bit of time, a little bit of extra time, because while we know this episode will probably be a little bit longer, we're going to try to keep, be long. <laughs> we're going to try to keep it still manageable. We don't want to we don't want a uh, three hour episode here. Though. Our version manageable is 245. <laughs> <laughs> we just had that cut off. I actually did once a long time ago, listen to a um, a podcast that was like it was OK Beast. Have you ever have you listened to any of their stuff? They did no. a big uh they did a really big episode that was like they ranked their top 10, but it was like their cumulative list. It's like four guys and it was their list of a like combined list, not their own each individual. And it was like doing that because they had they had to go through, call them out, get the top 25, then fight on the ranking. And it literally was like a three hour episode podcast. It was it was really good. Impressive. Like I really enjoyed it because they talked about some great tunes. But uh, well, I mean, but with yeah, four but, um, people with four people trying to talk, that's. 
you know, it's definitely going to take minimum oh, yeah. two hours. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure, for sure. But uh, but uh, yeah, so we're here to gonna talk about this. We're going to wrap up these rankings and give you guys some great music to listen to for the rest of your week or life even. You know, it's all great. Speaking of good music and, and previous entries on this list, I actually did yesterday get the uh, final of Red Dead Redemption 2 soundtrack. Wow. Very did it just cool. come like with a banjo like in the box? No, that'd be really cool. But the, the, really the, cool. the, the records themselves are clear oh, and the art on them is really, amazing. really cool. Yeah, is really good. So listen to that. Like yesterday. those really cool great. clear versions of the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, just like yeah. that. Just like that. <laughs> just not as many uh, wires and, and stuff in the clear record Boo. and everything, you know, but as it is. But it's still, it was really cool. But uh, what you been playing this week? What you been uh, don't judge me. I have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, but I also got sucked back in again to Hollow Knight. So nice. if you've seen me playing Hollow Knight on there, it's my new file. So it's not my old file where I'm stuck on the final tier of the Coliseum. Don't right. judge me. Still haven't beat it. So it's not my completed file. It's my new redo file. And I'm really glad that I took so much of a break between starting it again, because there's all kinds of areas that I'm finding that I'm like, did I do this before? I kind yeah. of can't remember. Am I finding new things or did I just forget? So it's a nice feeling to be like, oh, this feels new again. Oh, good. So I'm having a ton of fun, of course. That's awesome. Yeah, I've actually, I've been avoiding again still my like, like I, I didn't play Doom Eternal at all this week. I just wasn't, for whatever, we just wasn't in the right mindset for it. I really wanted this week, I was looking for a game to like uh, just kind of really separate myself from the current uh world and everything going on so i've actually this week i've been staying pretty consistent with a uh, dragon age inquisition i've actually been oh, playing nice. it continuing See, to play it actually, on more that's great news i like that a lot um i know that it, varic is still in that one isn't he oh yeah in all his bare-chested glory yeah, he like walks sure. it's like <laughs> snowy and wintry in the first area where you meet him and he's wearing this tunic with a, the deepest of v's the deepest v <laughs> It's great. And I'm just like, yeah, Varric, talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me um, your tales. I, I know I can't find the post again because it was on Tumblr and it's impossible to properly save posts. But there was a hysterical post of all of these romance novel covers that were based on Dragon Age characters Amazing. and pairings. And they were all like written by Varric. So he's the author on all of them. And they were hysterical and so well done. That's so awesome. probably just type that, that into Google and see what you get. It's oh, really man. funny. That's good. I got to find that. I'll have to look for that after we get finished. But no, I've been, I'm actually, I know last time, I think I only made it like 14 maybe 20 hours in the game or whatever oh, that's that's still a pretty good amount I, it might have been closer to like 14 i think maybe 14 15 but i'm already like seven hours in in this playthrough and i'm already farther than i was in my last game because <laughs> i'm not derping around. around exactly <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's been a, really it's funny. been a really good time and that soundtrack actually Spoiler alert, it's not making this list but that soundtrack is actually for dragon Age inquisition is one of my uh is a is a favorite of mine as well but just not I was about to say hit you, top 10 you can't now say all 10 favorite because it's not no it's, it's not, not it's list. definitely not it's not on this list but you know what let's get into this let's jump in let's get the people what they want and that is some great tunes but let's first review our ranking so far so me i've got number 10 donkey kong country number nine red dead redemption 2 number eight stronghold Number seven, The Last of Us. Number six, Doom 2016. And number five, God of War. Logan, what is your list so far? 
My list was number 10, Final Fantasy VIII, a controversial entry indeed. Uh, number nine, The Legend of Dragoon, a non-controversial entry. It deserves to be there. <laughs> number eight, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Number seven, Halo 3 ODST. Number six, Golden Sun. And number five, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Very nice, very nice. But now it is time to start with our number four. Which one of us wants to go first? I don't, who, I don't I'm remember ready. Which, you're ready. I'm ready. All right, to start. let's do it. Yeah, go for it. Go let for me it. Start give me, right. give me your number so, one, number four. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you like the sandwich. So okay. first, we're just gonna listen to the track, and then Ooh. I'm gonna tell you about it. Isn't I'm so that curious. Exciting? I'm so curious. All right. Yeah. So we're changing it up a little bit this time, everybody. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, we're changing it up a little bit this time, everybody. I know in the previous entries, we've just been holding the phones up to the microphone. You've been hearing it, but we're going to change it up since these are our top four. These are our favorites. These are the ones we really want you to be able to hear the music and let the music speak for itself. So we're going to introduce tracks. We're going to introduce the entries, and then we're going to you know, be quiet for a bit. Let the music play so you can hear it in all its glory and its original quality as God intended. So uh, with that, let's go. <laughs> Just wanted to give that little note so people were like, oh my God, it sounds so much better this time. <laughs> All right, you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with it. Okay, so, so what, that, what do you think that was? Okay, so there were times in that where I was like, this sounds like it has a very Indian flair to me. Like, Interesting. Yeah, a little bit there at the beginning. Kind of sounded, had that had that influence sound to me. But uh, honestly, I am stumped as to what game that could possibly be. It is one that I've talked about at least once before in oh. our soundtrack episodes. Um, and I think when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, duh, it's Journey. Oh! So that was The Road of Trials okay, from okay. Game Journey. Not the band Journey. The Game Journey is arguably better. Oh. I mean, they each have their place, but yes, in this instance, Journey, <laughs> the game soundtrack is better. So, by far. Uh, yeah, so for anybody that hasn't um, played Journey and maybe missed it, because by now it is an older game. You know, when we first talked about it, it was still just a little older. Now it's like getting on in years. Um, mm -hmm. Journey came out circa PlayStation 3. Uh, so this is a years old game by this point, and it features a you play as a nameless character that has this really cute design of just sort of this, um, you know, just blank slate of a black face with like white eyes in the middle. You have no real expressions mm -hmm. and you wear like a cute little hood and an adorable little cape and you just have some very stylized little sticks for legs basically. And you have a long scarf that billows out behind you and Journey is all about your literal journey through this sort of desert land to something that you can see in the distance but you don't really know what it is. And that's kind of all I'm going to say about what the game is because that's about all there is to it. It's got some puzzling aspects to it, but it's mostly about the journey. Mm -hmm. It's it's very um, self-titled. So the soundtrack, though, is arguably the best part about the game. Uh, it's by, composed by Austin Wintory, who is now famous for this soundtrack. Um, I believe the Journey soundtrack won quite a few awards. It uh, even 
recently, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but yeah, I go, even go saw that it like at the end of the year last year that it actually was hitting like number one list for greatest soundtrack of the decade and stuff like that. <laughs> I can't remember surprising. now where I saw it, but I, but like he definitely, he like shared it on his Instagram or something like that. And it was just like, oh yeah, like it's still getting the recognition. And it should. And I actually didn't know that. So that's really good to hear because I was just thinking, oh, back in ye olden days. And it's like, no, it. it deserves to still be recognized in the here and now. So the Journey soundtrack um, is such an amazing example of how, and really all of my top four are. So this is going to be a running theme. It's an amazing example of how game soundtracks can best be woven into their gameplay, into their story. And all four of my top top four that we're going to be talking about here today are really good examples of how music fits the narrative. And I think Road of Trials is a really good example to start with because it's very it's very playful. It's very lighthearted. It has a really quick tempo and that sort of plucking style that you heard on uh, the cello, I believe, and the flute tones that come in. It's just such an uplifting tune. And I think that even though it's called Road of Trials, you mm-hmm. don't feel like it's a, you know, it, it doesn't sound like a burden. No, it honestly like sounded that. more like a tavern song kind of thing or something like that you would that you would hear. It was a push square is the website that gave it soundtrack of the decade. Number one journey represents the crowning achievement in game music. Yeah. Uh, And then I don't really want to talk too much about the soundtrack because I feel like it might be worth it more to take some of the words from Austin Wintry himself. So in an, in an interview with uh, TSA, which is the sixth axis, that's really hard to say, but um, Wintry was asked. So the interviewer says, I asked Wintry about the way the game always seems to preempt what you're doing at least in terms of how the music reacts to the player's actions. Without spoilers, there's one area where the player takes a large dive after a rapid section, and the music always fits perfectly. So he's basically asking Wintry, you know, how did you accomplish that? And Wintry says, I never wrote a piece of music without detailed instructions from that game company, which is the developer of Mm -hmm. Journey, uh, on how to implement it, he says. He tells me it helps that he's a gamer and even has a bit of programming background and thus feels that he could communicate relatively easily. Once a mock-up of a game was in place, uh, Wintry continued, I could reiterate on it and continuously refine both how it felt and how it's being triggered by the system. The goal, of course, was to make it totally seamless so that it feels like the music is unfolding in real time, as if being written by an unseen and very fast composer. Uh, Not sure if I succeeded, but that was definitely the goal. And I think that anybody that has played the game would argue, or even just heard the music would argue that it was accomplished in spades and that Mm -hmm. it's one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Of course, he succeeded. Uh, And kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to go through these relatively quickly so that we can make sure that all of our tracks are featured. Uh, and to, I, I just feel like both in title and in tone, this next track is a really good one to feature. So I'm going to close at least Journey out with, I was born for this. Oh, this one's so good. This one is so good. I'm sure you've heard it before. I actually don't think it's the one of the ones that I featured in our soundtrack episode. I think I featured Nascence and Threshold. Yes. So Nascence, I know for of, sure. But yeah, yeah I, I was born for this. Talked about. Oh, I'm excited. It is gorgeous. Let me see if I can actually find it. There it is. Mm-hmm. 
What did you think about that? That one is, I have to say, th- that's another one. You know how last on the last episode of this where we talked about this and I was talking about uh, the song Ashes in God of War soundtrack and how it has that one climax where Eivor's vocals just really just like every time I hear it, it just gives me chills. This song, I Was Born For This, has the exact same thing for me because it is also like very, there's a very strong present vocal track in there and it also has a moment midway or near the closer to the end of the song where it does swell into this one big gigantic moment. And that's the exact same thing. Uh, goosebumps every time. So this song is by far fantastic to me. It's just, yeah, it's, it's outstanding. It features the voice of Elizabeth Scott for the final track. I was born for this. So those nice. vocals that you just heard were um, courtesy of Elizabeth Scott. Uh, and she does obviously an astonishing job and really manages to encompass that ethereal feel mm-hmm. uh, that especially the final arc of journey. The game is meant to encompass. So for the love of all that is good, even if you haven't played the game, and by now it's really old, so I can't blame you. I still Even if you played haven't it. played Journey, it, it's fine. It's fine. Even if you haven't played it, please go listen to the soundtrack from start to finish in order, and you will understand why it's so acclaimed. It actually did win a Grammy, as I was trying to find Lisbeth's... Uh, oh, nice. What, what's it called? It actually won a Grammy for like best video game soundtrack of that year, and I was like, holy crap. I Take didn't it. know they had that category. <laughs> they should. I mean... Yeah. Because obviously, should. if these last few episodes have proven nothing, it's proven at least that there's some fantastic music out there in the world of video games. But no, Journey is a fantastic entry, and I totally understand why it sits at your number four spot. And just think, that was only my number four. What are the other three going to be? I know, right? Like, that's what I've been doing for this whole list. Been like, you thought that was good? Like, God of War last week. I was like, you thought that was good? And there's some good music there? Wait till you see what's up in the number four. So are you good on... On Journey, locked in. All righty. So my number four is one of one of my, this one actually coincides with one of my, I I believe was it on one of my, it was on my favorite games of all time. It might not have made it in there. I can't remember now. But, um, oh, hello, kitty. Coming to say hello. Just coming to say hello. Tail in the face. Um, Let me see. I want to make sure this one actually did make it. And I'm not speaking out my ass. Oh, nope. It did not make it on there. Okay, never Jared. Um, <laughs> It was not on my uh, top 10 games list. I thought it was. But it's one of my, it is one of my favorite games. And it is Assassin's Creed 2. So Ooh, this one, so for those unfamiliar with Assassin's Creed 2, you, it is the first entry into the Ezio trilogy. So you're playing as Ezio Auditore de Forenza and you are. And so basically this one takes place in Italy, like Renaissance Italy. So I feel like the themes and the music are reflective of that and, and of that time period. But still, I, this, this soundtrack stands out for me and hits in my number four spot for multiple reasons. A, it's fantastic music composed by Jesper Kidd and it's got a lot of really great themes, but one of the biggest things about it and why I think this one's, this soundtrack sticks out of my head is even though it's the second game in the series, Assassin's Creed one, the themes and motifs from that didn't carry over and influence the music of past games. The ones from Assassin's Creed two did. And there's a consistent thread of, of the music that was set up in this soundtrack has been carried on throughout the rest of the series. So the first one though is the main theme of Assassin's Creed 2, Earth, that I want to feature right here. And I featured it before because I have talked about Assassin's Creed 2 music on past episodes before. But this one, I think, is 
one of the best, I think, opening themes of the Assassin's Creed series. So I want to start off by featuring that. Man, when that track picks up with what I would guess is, is it like a tambourine or like the, what what's that shaking sound? Let me hear it again. Hold on. You know I how really like when it. you fill a gourd with like rice or something and then shake it, it gives you that like shaking percussion sound? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, just more percussion in general picks up at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. It, it does sound like, hits. yeah, the percussion hits, I think is what it is because it starts off so slowly and so gently. It's like peacefully lulling you. I believe even when it plays in the beginning of the game, you're like getting an aerial view over, you know, over a city and everything as you're going through and just seeing everything. And of course, like the title of this game appears on the screen and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's just one, again, it's stuck very deep in my mind and in my head. And so that's why I just keep coming back to this one. But overall, like it continues this whole track. It just features a lot of that Italian Renaissance, like what you would imagine, Italian Renaissance feel to this. Like, so it's like it's borderline like um sounding medieval, but it also sounds more like cultural than that, you know, than like what yeah, you yeah, they and had so, a little more culture exactly. Okay. And so, man, look at that, she's just so curious today. She just really um, wants to join. <laughs> and so, also, she just wants to eat my computer wires. Of course, Please stop well, it, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> don't chew everything. Wait till we're done recording, Kitty, and then chew through, <laughs> then chew through things. But um. I really enjoy this one too. It's got some great peaceful track, more peaceful tracks that build into that. It also has some great battle tracks like I was, or even one that's Florence Tarantella is really great. Cause it is kind of more of a, like a, a, a dance like party, not like current party, a but masquerade. like a masquerade. Exactly. <laughs> like more kind of that feel. It's got some great fight scenes, but it, but it, fight music. But the one that I really wanted to focus on and the one that really does carry through, through the other, entries in this game series is Ezio's family. And so I just wanted to play a little bit of that one real quick. actually holds the same kind of themes as even earth the main theme song does but again it's just that slow build and it's and even that slow like that's actually probably my favorite part of that song yeah it's just that, so like, driving melody right or and harmony it's just so, i don't know <laughs> we're, we're not musical people here not, we just enjoy musicians. it uh <laughs> but, but still it yeah that like that is like I hear those notes and I instantly am like Assassin's Creed, like just give you, you know? And so one of the things though, and so throughout the later iterations of the series, like I said, they've kept those same, uh, that same motif of 
Ezio's family. And even in Assassin's Creed Origins, they did a new version of it. The, uh, Sarah Shackner composed a new version of it for that for um, Assassin's Creed Origins, which was probably it's like it's hard for me to choose which one which version of Ezio's family I like better because they're both fantastic entries and fantastic versions. And even in Odyssey, like you hear, even though Assassin's Creed Odyssey has a big, I th- would think it kind of be, does sound its own and separate from the some of the other. Uh, soundtracks in the series but it still maintains and you hear that that melody coming through and you're just like oh man it's just one of the things that's why it's it's up on this list is because it is what binds the assassin's creed 2 soundtrack is what binds the rest of the games musically together and i just love that that is the starting point so that's why assassin's creed 4 sits assassin's creed 2 sits at my number four spot there we go. There's too many Assassin's Creeds. <laughs> there are, there are so many Assassin's Creeds. <laughs> There's so many. So what is your right. number three? Well, my number three, and I feel like this might be the point at which you and I have a bit of overlap. Oh. My number three is Ori in the Blind Forest. So spoilers, it's my number two. Oh, bummer. So, okay, well. But no, I that's will... fine. We'll just go ahead and talk about this both together. So now we both know. Yeah, so uh, really, Ori and the Blind Forest is a game that by now, Jared and I have both played. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not gotten to play Ori and the Will of the Wisp yet because I don't own a PC or an Xbox 360. How far have Patreon. they gotten? Patreon.com slash Team Chat Podcast. Let's get Mogan a PC or an Xbox. Or, or an Xbox. I'll take either. No, that's not true. Give me a PC. If I have to have one, I at least want a working PC. Um but Ori and the Blind Forest is an incredible game in so many aspects. So many. Uh, in terms of being in kind of action platformer, I would hesitate to call it a puzzle platformer because it's it's a little tiny bit puzzly, but not yeah. much. Uh, more in terms of like an exploration platformer is kind of where it falls into. It has a very direct story. You know, even though it is a big world, it's not really the kind of game where you can go anywhere at any time Mm -hmm. and do things in whatever order you want. That's not the case with Ori. It has a very directed story and it wants you to experience the game the way that it was designed. And the music fits into that design and into that narrative fantastically, phenomenally. Mm -hmm. It is... Again, another incredible example of a game where the music doesn't just fit in, it enhances every aspect of the game. Uh, And I think that that is obviously due to composer Gareth Coker, who uh, did all the tracks for, he also did the, um, he did all the tracks for Ori and the Blind Forest, and he returned for Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Mm -hmm. Bigger and better than ever. Uh, So I'm really excited to someday get to play that game. Currently, no, but uh, I want to start with, I wonder, yeah, I guess I'll do both of my tracks. I do want to make sure that they both get heard. So let's start with First Steps into the Sunken Glades, which is a point of the game Ooh. that is really early on, kind of right after the, uh, the intro sort of closes.
So I wanted to pick a bit of a slower track there sort of to start things off with for a couple of reasons. Uh, a, First Steps into the Sunken Glades does eventually kind of pick up on its own. Mm-hmm. But I really like that intro part because it is slower it is more pensive and I feel like it has such a great fit into where you're at in the game at the time because without being too spoilery, the gist is that Ori is now alone um, and something has happened and it just kind of is out in the wilderness on its own and uh, in this place called the Sunken Glades sort of starting out on its own journey. And I feel like this track gives a really good kind of feeling of tentative apprehension you know, it, it's not necessarily panicked, but it doesn't have the say, you know, it's not upbeat for sure. Right. It has that sense of, oh, what do I do now? It has that little bite of loneliness to it that I think fits in really well with this particular point in the story. Yeah, I agree with that. And plus two, it's, I mean, I know I, one of the things that I really love about this soundtrack too is that is Gareth Coker's use of the piano, especially like there, it's a very main instrument throughout both actually soundtracks of Ori and the Wild of Wisps and Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, but this one, I love how like it is pensive is a very good word to describe it. Like you said, um, I like just how it's like, it's very simple. It's, it's a, it very much, I agree. It does really set forth that feeling of loneliness of melancholy uncertainty melancholy it's, that's the you know, word and uncertainty both of those both of those are words that i was trying to get to <laughs> well i mean this is it's perfect because it's just like this this is soundtrack this soundtrack is great and this is really funny to me too that this is like the only soundtrack that we've crossed over on and i think probably that you, we will uh you would have thought that like we would have crossed at some point on some of these that's just but, proof of how diverse the world of video game soundtracks is oh yeah uh, and of for course sure. we both play we play pretty different games a lot of the time so yeah. this just happens to be one of the few that we've both played and that we both adored well uh and oh sorry i was just gonna say um just that like yeah it's it's one that I mean, I talked about it when we talked about this game and gave a review about this game. It's just, it's, this is the soundtrack that like it connects, like what you said, enhances the game story. Cause it, it enhances it for me in that it, the story of Ori and the Blind Forest is emotional enough, but this music just gives it an extra punch of just like of emotion to the whole thing. And then I, I just think, I, I honestly feel like if the music was different in any way, like it would not be as good. Uh, And I have an excellent quote to kind of follow up on that. So I was doing a ton of research for this. And again, in an interview with uh, Gareth Coker, and I believe that this one as well is from the sixth axis. So good for the sixth axis for having so many fantastic interviews. Uh, So in an interview with Coker, he said about developing the same, the game soundtrack moon studios gave me access to every build and all the, all of the development tools so that I could play the game and constantly get a feel for it. They did this with all of the departments as early as possible. I think this is one of the greatest strengths of the studio. Most game composers are avid gamers too, and from a personal standpoint, it was nice to be able to give feedback on design and pacing throughout the development process. Mm. He goes on to say that traditionally, composers come in quite often towards the end of a project. But if that happens in a game that features an, a large world like Ori, there's just no way that music can be adequately tested in a game beyond the usual, which is checking loops, transitions, etc. And I feel like this last line just really brings it home he says a lot of the reason that ori feels the way it does 
is due to pacing, both in the story and gameplay and music. And I think that that's exactly oh, yeah. that hits hits the nail on the head from his own world words, obviously. Well, because it's so great because it has these more slower, more like thoughtful pieces and everything throughout. But like when I know, I don't know what one of your other tracks that you have picked, but I know oh, when I talked about it last I've time, like finding one. Kuro or fleeing Kuro, excuse me, is like one exceptional track that like shows the panic and the hysteria when the action actually does kick in and, and get, and you're having to run away, go through the obstacles of the gauntlet courses of this, of this game. And I think I even said there, it actually reminds me quite a bit of the music, uh, when during the wildebeest stampede and the lion King, it's just like that, that very, just like very fast pace and energy to it. That like really, really keeps you on the tip of your toes or the tip of your fingers, I guess. As well, you're uh, the, the next track that I'm going to feature is not like that. I just wanted to give a shout out to that one because of how, like in how good he can make the, how Gareth Coker can compose these beautiful slower tracks, but then also kick it up when necessary and also like fit the bill of what we're, what you're expecting. Yeah. And this next track kind of does a blend of those because it is a bit faster paced and it's a bit more doggos and it's a bit more upbeat, but it is a closer understanding of the past, which is to clarify from the definitive edition of the game, which includes uh, what I believe is some of the DLC. Mm-hmm. So if you've played just the original base game, you may not have gotten to this part, but there this DLC track for... deserves, it was a different area, like, and it was only in the definitive edition. Oh, I played the definitive edition. I think. I could be wrong. Did you? I did. I know I have the definitive edition, but maybe I didn't did, get the right spot. Did you get to the um, Lost, what's it called? The Lost Grove? I honestly don't remember. That's okay. Anyway, so this is from <laughs> the area called there. the Lost Grove. So the reason I wanted to feature that track is for a couple of reasons. Uh, A, it has some really, not necessarily vital, but some important parts of the background of Ori and the Blind Forest story that just really add uh, a bit more of that emotional hook to the game. Mm -hmm. So when you play through this part, you're gaining knowledge that you are gaining a closer understanding of the past. So I feel like this track has such a nice way of blending a new sound with an old sound because you may have heard when that i think it may have been like a deep cello or a bass when that deep string kicks in it's playing the it's playing the ori theme it's playing the main ori like title track theme but in a much slower thoughtful way Mm -hmm. and that's all underlaid uh and contrasted with this kind of like pitter-pattering uh very quick hopeful sound yeah i was gonna say like inspirational is how that's yeah that track very, very inspirational very hopeful so even though it's not a big bombastic punchy piece it does still have a way to like get its hooks into you mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. you be like yeah, feeling so many emotions right now which is how i feel all the time when i play the game for various reasons uh but it's one of my favorite tracks really of the entire game so a closer understanding of the past is my uh 
Ori closer. Very nice. I do since, I mean, it, this is my number two as well on my list. So I don't want to like jump back into this game and everything when we get to that. So I did want to just f- feature play real quick. Another one of my favorites from this. I know in the past I have featured, um, like the main, the main theme, um, Ori lost in the storm, you know, because it features the great vocals of Ariel Brighton and different stuff like that. Fleeing Kuro already talked about that, but another one that was just one of the more slower tracks. These like really peaceful. And it just, because this is the one that if I need to be the ultimate relax, the ultimate chilling out when I'm listening to music, to music, I go to Ori in the blind forest. And I think it's for examples such as this, which is finding scene, sane, who is the, the piece of the spirit tree that you, that interacts and is kind of your guide. Your hey, listen. Of, yeah, uh, for the real. <laughs> So I just really I, love that one. Oh, what were you gonna say? Sorry. I love that track. Oh, it's so great. It's it's one of the best ones on there, I think, too. Uh because I just, favorite. I just love how it starts off so gloomy. And again, it's reflective of how the music reflects what's happening in the game. Because it starts off, it almost sounds like you're exploring like music you would expect in a cave. It kind of like has those things like sound kind of sound like water droplets or something like that yeah, happening kind in of the that very beginning. Quality kinda, to it. Exactly. And then so it's like you're still in this. This is actually the track that follows first steps into the sunken glades. So it still has that mystery, that uncertainty, that that melancholy about it. But then you find Sane and you're like, oh, things are looking better. And that's when it kicks up into that more energetic, hopeful, inspirational part of the song. And it just really it's just it's just so damn good. And so, yeah, I agree. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest is one of the best soundtracks out there. That's why it's your number three, my number two. And uh, it's some good stuff there. All right, uh, my number three, moving along here then, is one that uh, although we didn't quite sync up onto and, and overlap twice, we do have two entries at least from the same series. Any care to take any guesses? Oh, is it Halo? It is Halo indeed. Oh, this time though, <laughs> Halo 2. Halo oh. 2. Um, again, Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore, uh, the composers there. Halo 2, I, I want to say of this Halo soundtracks, Halo 2 and 3 probably are the top for me. And it was a very big discussion in my mind as to which one of those was going to ultimately be the top. Because, but I think for several reasons, Halo 2 takes the cake. One, it gives you the Halo theme journal mix that that we, Mjolnir mix, or whatever it is, uh, mix that is like the big... Thor's the, Hammer? Yeah, that's what it's called. I oh, kept like really? tri- tripping over it. Yeah, I kept tripping over my pronunciation of it. Let me, let me pull up the name, but uh, yeah, Halo two volume one. It's a two volume soundtrack too, which is also great. Yeah. Mjolnir mix. Am I saying that right? I feel like I'm saying that right. Wrong. You should just say it. How the girl in the first movie says it. Meow, meow. (laughs) Just call it meow, meow. (laughs) Anyway. So you get that incredible theme, which is, which gives, it has that, that chorus that cuts it off. That kicks it off. The incredible, 
energizing electric guitar that just is so driving and is so well known. You know, obviously one of the most well known themes in video games, but it also though features a couple different things. Like it also has a song from Breaking Benjamin on here, "Blow Me Away," which is fantastic and Breaking is on Benjamin. and is on my running <laughs> playlist. It also features four different tracks called "Movements of the Odyssey" that are by the band Incubus. And they're like also really good. While not my favorite parts of the soundtrack, it's still, it's like a nice little departure from the more orchestral roots of the rest of the soundtrack into this more like rock band style of a song that what Incubus would provide. And so I just think it has a lot of variety in what it offers. But the biggest songs for me, like I think my favorite song on here is probably this song that I'm going to play for you, Peril. Because, and it's one that I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. I think it. I know it too. Because one of the things that I love about the Halo soundtracks and the Halo, and Halo 2 soundtrack in general is how it uses percussion. And I think Peril is a very, very, very good example of that. So let's listen to Peril. I'm ready. Wait, this one might not actually be production percussion. I'll listen to it. I know it's got some percussion, but... Uh, See what I mean? Oh, that, that I realized now as I'm playing with it, this wasn't the best example of the percussion, but still you did hear that like it's, it's more not percussion, I guess is what I was trying to say more of like the, the beats and the cadences of the song. And so this one, it had that like very plucked string. And then it also then did have something that sounded tambourine ish that was kind of providing like the percussion of it. But then there was also the bass that was mirroring the plucking of the higher strings. And I just love how, as the song goes and as the song progresses, it just slowly keeps having these new layers of instrument added yeah. onto it until it really does like reach its, its, climax and it's all these parts come together and blend so well together and it just is a beautiful piece of music that i yeah, think Peril's just a wonderful track yeah it just it's the song for me outside of the of the main halo theme that i hear it i'm like it's fucking halo and it's great and i don't want anything else and so i think that track especially sits it apart another one though that i did want to um that i wanted to focus though can you hear her no, what's she doing? She's just like yowling and meowing because she wants me to play with her. <laughs> oh, silly kitten. Kittens. Um, but then also, so on the second volume of Halo 2 soundtrack, so the first volume has the different movements of the Odyssey songs by Incubus. The second one actually had, the second volume has these suites of music. We got Cairo Suite, Mombasa Suite, Mausoleum Suite. Delta Halo Suite, Sacred Icon Suite. And what makes these songs great is because they're sweets, they're long as hell. So we've yeah. got Cairo Suite, 9 minutes 45. Mombasa Suite, 6 minutes 43. Mausoleum Suite, 8 minutes 12. Delta Halo Suite, 11 minutes and 28 seconds. So it's just like insane amounts of music came out of this game. But the other one that I wanted to play, though, is Unyielding. So let's listen to this track real quick.
so that dun 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 that part is just it's so good and again so i i used the wrong phrase earlier when i was saying percussion there is some great percussion but it is more in the beat of the in the cadence of the music is what i was trying to refer to um but because that is the perfect example of it too it has again piano in there first of all let's talk about that love that in this but it just also it's just how it has every beat and it just seems to hit like you know it just hits perfectly and like the bass with the with the piano and everything in there just binds together to create these just driving pieces of music where it's like you feel the beats in your soul and it's just and it's just driving is definitely the right word for it because you do have this definite feeling of momentum of speed and momentum and purpose Mm -hmm. and i feel like the halo soundtrack is so good at giving you that sense of purpose Yes. And when the Halo soundtrack decides to slow down and to take and to be more of a, you know, emotional piece, it does that in spades. Well, the song Unforgotten is actually is very good on this one. They're all and that's where I think Halo three soundtrack especially shines like the I know it's not this one that I'm talking about, but like of more examples of the slower Halo songs like finish the fight, different stuff, never forget great songs from Halo three. And so I think Halo two is great because it gives us not only that main theme, it not only gives us peril, it gives us unyielding but it also to just the sheer volume of the music you get and similar to to assassin's creed to the it's just the themes that were created in these stay strong throughout the rest of the series and i think it's just speaks to the quality of the music that martin o'donnell and michael salvatore were able to create for this so it's just an incredibly good piece of music and from an incredibly great series and that's why it sits at my number three. So Excellent choice, good sir. We already know so my num- we already know my number two. That's already the blind forest. But what's your number two? So my number two is I will be perfectly upfront. A game that I have not played. That's and fine. I don't care. <laughs> so it doesn't I have to be a game you've played. It, this is a game that I have not personally played. I have seen parts of it played by other people, but not the complete experience. So I don't know. There are many endings. I'll tell you that much. There are oh. many different endings for this game. So there are a lot of different paths that it can take depending on your actions. Uh, and it's near Automata. Oh, so, yes, okay. I kind of wondered if this one would be would be somewhere on your list. It and is. One that and I have reason- not actually listened to at all. Oh, buddy! I know you, these these two tracks are gonna sell you on it right okay, away. Okay. Well, um, didn't it so, just get recently? I mean, and by recently, a few months ago, just get added to Spotify. I have a hard time sure. listening. I have a hard time listening to like finding the soundtracks if it's on YouTube because I just legitimately hate ads. So if it's not on oh, Spotify, see, it, it I usually um, find just the big, long, full, complete albums that don't have ads in them. Oh, so I should look for that too. Anyways, the point is, uh, let's before we even talk about it, let's just go on ahead and, and get, give you a little taste of what you're in for here, buddy. Because right, I feel like me. once you hear it, you're going to get... I, I want to know your thoughts about where you think you are upon hearing this track. So this is... I'm not even going to tell you the title. Let's just go all in.
I like that vocals. I like that vocals a lot. The, them vocals are pretty awesome. Uh, but but leading up to that, you have this kind of simple uh, staccato style, I guess, you know, just sort of melody going on in the mm-hmm. background. Maybe not even melody. That's not the right word for it. Whatever music piece goes into that baseline i don't know we don't know anything <laughs> about music the point is it's we really should out, maybe you know, try to get some better basic understanding if we're going to keep talking so about these soundtracks but there's so understand. much to there to know there's so much and it takes so much time and we just don't have that kind of we just time want to, to listen and enjoy music. and be like this music pleases my ears and my soul yes. therefore i want to talk about it with people and that's all you need to know about it yeah. so hearing that little bit what would you assume your environment is like Honestly, that made me feel like my environment was like more f- like a fantasy setting. I know, I know, Near Automata is like, like maybe not steampunkish is the right way, but it's modern or like f- future modern. Uh, but I would almost put it like that would have put me in like a yeah, like a fantasy setting, like going maybe going t- something that's more even like maybe a medieval fantasy setting. Interesting. So that track is called Forest Kingdom. Uh, And the reason that I picked it is because I feel like it's such a good example of. Can you hear that? I had my dog. My dogs are barking. That might have been what that is. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm hearing your dogs. Okay, never mind. Uh, So the more natural percussion sounds mixed with that sort of hollow metallic sounding chime that kicks in and of course the vocals themselves which almost have a sort of alien sounding quality to them Mm -hmm. they give you a real sense of the game's world in that you are in an earth that is far in the future that is devoid of humans but overrun with decaying robots Ah. so the basic gist is that in some parts nature is kind of taking back over some of the places that you visit for example the forest kingdom and in others there are just these giant monolithic reminders of the past rusting away before your eyes so it's a world that is in slow transition from one phase of its life into the next and i think forest kingdom does an amazing job of blending those two worlds into a single track Mm -hmm. very nice very nice i do like that a lot so this next track that I'm going to feature, you're going to be able to hear a little bit of the vocals, but not a lot of them. Um, so I do want to go on ahead and say that, first of all, the composer is Keiichi Okabe. So Okabe did Okabe did also do the tracks for Nier, the first Nier, I think, and either Nier Gestalt and or Nier Replicant. So he's been with the Nier series for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the returning vocalists is Emmy Evans, who unfortunately you're not going to hear. But you will hear here newcomer to the series, Janique Nicole. Uh, her voice is astonishing, and I can't wait for you to hear this. Um, nice. But so something that I think is really cool for the game's atmosphere, and this is just something that I thought was so interesting, is that I did I've read a ton of interviews straight off the bat. So I'm going to just say, for in an interview with Games Radar. Okabe asked his interviewer an interesting question that I just thought was really kind of out of left field. So they're talking about something else entirely. And then Okabe kind of sidetracks himself and he mm-hmm. asked the interviewer, for my own personal reference, when you listen to the music of Nier Automata, do you feel like it's Japanese or do you feel like it's something else? And the interviewer said, I would say it feels exotic, like it came from a culture I've never heard of before. Mm. And Okabe was really jazzed about that. He was like, thank you. And the interviewer's like, is that what you were going for? And Okabe says, I just wanted to ask, because my generation, we grew up aspiring to create music like Western music. So while I was young, I was creating fake Western music in a way. 
now that I've aged, I've accepted a lot of my culture as well. And I started to create what I can create. What is me? What's personal to me? So hearing you say it was exotic makes me happy because you didn't think it was Western music. Mm. And I feel like Forest Kingdom is such a good example of that in that it does sound like a culture you've maybe never heard of before. It might sound semi-reminiscent of certain scenes, but it's its own cultural style. And I just feel like that's such such a wonderful thing to aspire to in a game. Nice. I'm and excited a soundtrack. All right. So Weight of the World then is... It has some connotations in the gameplay that I think you're not going to understand if you don't know what happens at the end. So okay. it, it it brings an extra punchy impact right to the feels, right to the right to the emotions if you know what's going on. But even without that, you're going to know immediately what an amazing what an amazing song this is, and by extension, what an amazing soundtrack the game is. Nice. Don't hate me for kind of cutting off right as it gets to the chorus there, but that gives you <laughs> now I, because I want people to listen to the entire track, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. astonishing. Uh, and at a certain point, I do think that Emmy Evans vocals do come in, at least in the live version, they do. So as if you didn't already need to know, but everybody should know, Near Automata's soundtrack is so good that it has a traveling live show. So the oh, fact nice. that it got to that level, um, of recognition and of people, you know, that even haven't played the game wanting to buy tickets for these live shows, I think is a testament to what it's, what the soundtrack has been able to achieve. So Okabe is a genius. uh, And I think the entire near automata soundtrack is worthy of at least one listen, if not a thousand listens. Uh, There are different versions of almost every, every track. There are combat versions, 8-bit versions from the hacking sequences, uh, and more dynamic versions that have these vocals in them. And each version does bring something new and interesting to the tracks themselves. So uh, Near Automata soundtrack is so unique, and it deserves to have its own special place uh, in the world of gaming soundtracks. Very nice. It's And it's one, too, that doesn't it take a lot of, like, it takes a lot of turns, in the style oh, it of takes music. a lot of because turns. like, you know, obviously that song you just played for us is, is you know, a normal like what you would hear. Uh, I, I always would say just like a vocal song, like a lyrical song, but like if it's not a soundtrack song, but like so it's you, you know, you could hear that like on the radio or something like that. But then that first song you played was more like this peaceful melody and stuff like that. But then I want to say the other song that you played for me a long time ago from this is Become As Gods. Ooh, Become As Gods. Which it is took just like all of my willpower not to include that one again because I love well, that I'm just song. giving it a shout out anyway because I remember you talking about that one and being like, man, that's different. That sounds really interesting. And it just, and because it has like that, what is it? The robots in the back become as gods and gods. all that stuff. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, another great one. I love Weight of the World and I love Forest Kingdom, but Become As Gods might still be my favorite track from the entire album. And it's a three disc album, by the way. Oh, wow. So if you actually bought the full official album, it's three discs. 
that doesn't even include all of the different versions for all of the tracks. So if you actually smashed all of them together, you would get like seven or eight hours worth of soundtrack. So it is a monster. Uh, and all the better for us to be able to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I, okay, you, you did sell me. Like, I need to go listen to the whole thing. So I'll definitely put that on my list as a priority to listen to over the next week. Uh, but yeah, because I'm I'm curious enough. It actually, Near Automata was one of the soundtracks on the OKBs that I mentioned earlier. There's one that they were, like, fighting to where to place it because they all wanted it at different levels because some of them, like, super loved it and wanted it really high. Others were like, hey, it's not my cup of tea. But it was a, it was a, one of their hotly debated I mean, uh, some people are just about. uncultured swine, and we can't <laughs> fix everyone, even if even when they're wrong. Oh, uh, I will funny. say that Near Automata's soundtrack did win like a bazillion awards. I do uh, remember the that year it came out, and much deserved. It is just it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. a masterpiece. We've now reached so Near Automata. That was your number two. That was my number two. That was your number two. Okay, so if we already know my number two, then of. Uh, or in the Bud Forest to keep up with our thing, you would then now go again for your number one, or I can go with my number one first if you want. Why don't you go with your number one first? All right. So my number one, let's recap. Let's give you all a, a re- little refresher here on where we stand with number 10, Donkey Kong Country, number nine, Red Dead Redemption 2, number eight, Stronghold, The Last of Us at number seven, Doom 2016 at number six, number five, God of War, number four, Assassin's Creed 2, number three, Halo 2, number two, Ori and the Blind Forest. And now my number one. Wait, have, I want to guess it. I was going to say, do you have any guesses at all oh what this God, could be? Oh my God, you know, I, I said it without really thinking about it. I'm not sure I do have a good guess for what I think could be your number one. It's a lot out there. Think about what I like. Think about my interests. Think about Cowboys. games. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. That's my interest. Um, I mean, my my guess would, of course, be something related to Star Wars, but I don't think that's right. It's not right. Okay, okay, so it's not Star Wars. It's not Star you Wars. already talked about Halo. Already talked about you Halo. You already did God of War. I did. Oh god. Uh and you already did The Last of Us. I did. Oh no. This one, honestly, when I was putting together the list. Guacamelee. No. Although great. <laughs> although great. Guacamelee is not it. Um but no, this one, honestly, I was getting to it and I'd been putting together the list, putting it and building it together. And as I was still like, where does this game fit? Where does it fall? And I tried it up higher on the list and I was like, no, that doesn't make sense because I listened to this one so much. And then it got closer to the top and then it became a very big fight in my head between Ori and this game being there. Because, no kidding. Because to me, I think. Out of so it's, all one the- that you, it's one that I've heard you talk about then before. Yes. Oh my gosh, why can't I think of because this one this soundtrack to me, I feel like for my personal tastes in both the game, even though okay, I will give you this hint. I haven't I have played the game, I have not finished the game. Oh, that Jared, that's so many games. That's not even a hint. <laughs> not it's helpful. A, it's a very big game. I will say that. It's Breath a very, of the Wild. No, 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 not Breath of the Wild. But yeah, to me, this game this game it with the uh not even the gameplay, the styles of music and the variety of the music offered in the, in the fact that there, it ranges from peaceful and tranquil to way over the top bombastic and epic. It has some very intense vocals in it and very diverse vocals, both of foreign language and how the vocals are used to uh, express parts of the gameplay 
Is this given any hints at all, or can I reveal my number one favorite soundtrack of all time? Just go on ahead and reveal it. I can't. Here think it of comes. It, it is. The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Oh my gosh! You know, honestly, I don't think I would have guessed that. Really? Um, yeah, I don't think I ever would have gotten around to it. Mostly because I keep forgetting that The Witcher is a game, and, <laughs> and not, a not show. just a television show featuring book Superman. <laughs> <laughs> but The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt, composed by Marcin Przybylewicz wow. and Mikolaj Stroinski. This is your number one. This is my number one because that's it, very unexpected. It. It literally, like I said, it's the full package for me in terms of a of a video game soundtrack because it does have the peaceful moments, uh, which I'll play some of those. But I think even how the soundtrack is introduced with the ma- with the first song, the trail, is just so epic. Like it's, I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of different descriptors for this soundtrack and how and all the way the ways the variety that it has because it just has that variety. It has these very intense. Like I said, what's interesting is because obviously you're a monster hunter, you know, Geralt as the Witcher is a monster hunter. (laughs) And so what's interesting is a lot of these soundtracks, the vocals will almost have a more monster quality to them. Not like it's actually speaking. It's more of like a shrieking. It's more of a screaming kind of thing. And there is actual spoken language. Like I was doing some research and looking into it because I was like, it doesn't sound quite it's not like Slavic because you know, Witcher is from Poland and all that. And it doesn't even sound like it's Polish, but it's actually Scots, Scots Gaelic is what some of the spoken language in this, in this, no kidding. in this are. And so it's, it's just a very unique track. It does have those like more Slavic influences in the, in the tone, especially in like it's tavern pieces and different things like this. But for giving me a medieval fantasy adventure with this incredibly, diverse amount of music in it i just think that's where it sits in reign supreme so i know i've played the trail before but i want to give a little i want to give a sampling of the trail the opening track of witcher 3 wild hunt I see what you chills. mean about it. I see what you mean about it having almost like a shrieking quality yeah. because of the because of I think maybe because of the octaves that a lot of those strings reach. It does make it sound and I use your favorite word that you use all the time when we're talking about music. It makes it sound very frenetic. Yes. You love that word. I do. That's your I favorite do. word. <laughs> I, I I need to th- I, I really do need to expand my vocabulary descriptors because I do <laughs> use that word a lot. Thesaurus.com. Uh, but no, but like it, it's the layering. It's the layering of like the different yes. vocalizations as well. And I I again, it's trying to place but like even the stringed instruments the, the strumming of that and how it has that odd like off twang to it almost in a sense is just creates a very unique sound and i think it just very well matches this world of a medieval setting but you're this like you're always on this grand adventure you don't know what's out there it's wild it's fierce which is perfect when you're playing a game called the wild hunt and so it just has all these different parts to it i did want to sample some of the slower uh things of this song as well of this album as well so i was going to play wake up siri 
and it's just is a little bit more of a peaceful setting. I was actually this morning, I was trying to refresh myself on some of those tracks and everything like that, that I wanted to feature on this. And so I was actually for the first time ever, I've never done this, but I was playing, I actually woke up super early this morning and was playing dragon age inquisition. And I lowered the music volume on the game and played Witcher soundtrack accompanying it instead on the Spotify on the PS4. And it was actually like, this works. I love it. <laughs> um, but here is wake up Siri. It's just got very peaceful strings. It's got that nice little woodwind in the back, you know, just to emphasize these more peaceful moments. And that's what I just love about this. It can do the it can do the over the top action. It can have, you know, peaceful moments. It can have intense battle sequences when you're fighting hellish beasts. And I think it just all comes together in one great fantastic and amazing package. Uh, not only is like the main soundtrack of The Witcher 3, you know, Tons of great tracks. I want to say it's like, yeah, it's like a 50, 55 song soundtrack. There are also full soundtrack albums for the DLC Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. So wow. there's tons, tons of music for you to experience in The Witcher, in The Witcher, from The Witcher 3. And I think just, it just does it for me. It just clicks. It just hits all the right buttons. It's another one, you know, like how I mentioned when I was talking about doom, if I'm doing graphics or something like that, that just needs me to, I really just need to hunker down and it's going and it's to get lost in the work that I'm doing. It's usually a, a toss up between doom and the Witcher three. And more often than not, Witcher three is the one that really takes place because it has the nice, like energetic beats to keep me engaged, but then it can <laughs> calm me down a little bit, you know, slow it down. Keep me, keep me engaged, helps me build that focus, find that, find that focus to get through my work. And it's just, it's just incredible music. So that is still just so surprising to me. I really never would have guessed. What would you, have, what would you have thought would have been my number one? I, I would have guessed one of the games that you had already talked about. I oh, would okay. have guessed the last of us. I would have guessed Ori. I would have guessed even like doom or something like that. So the halo two was a bit of a surprise. Mm -hmm. I'm not super surprised that it, that it made it to your list. I'm surprised it was that high. Uh, yeah. Or red dead, you know, really kind of any of the other games that you play on the regular get a, yeah, I know it's, <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's a very interesting thing. And I think that's why, why this topic has been so fun because it, it really just shows it's like the different components of different things that you can like and how they all stacked all up against each other, how they rank and how they play against each other. It's, it's just like, yeah, I necessarily wouldn't have going into this. I did not expect Witcher three to be the, to be my number one. But then as I was talking about it in my head more and going over the songs and the different things I liked, and I was just like, it's just one that I consistently go back to probably more than any other soundtrack. And so I think that's why another reason it sits at my number one. So meanwhile, my number one will come as a surprise to absolutely no one. You oh. can definitely guess what it is. Oh yeah. Uh, Hollow Knight. Yeah, of course it's Hollow Knight. Yeah. <laughs> it could not be any other game. So this is one of the rare instances of my favorite game of all time, which is now Hollow Knight, uh, also being favorite soundtrack of all time, which I feel is pretty appropriate because, you know, for people like you and me, you can't have one without the other. The ideal game has both. Mm -hmm. It has a soundtrack 
as strong as the kitty, <laughs> as strong as the game itself. She's just she's she having a just ball. decided that she's she's she going to record help. today. She does want to record. Well, she's just really excited about Hollow Knight. I get uh, it. So we're going to start, though. So I'm featuring two tracks that I haven't talked about before. Uh, I believe in the past I've talked about definitely Green Path and maybe Crystal Peak or City of Tears. Um, I can't I remember City which City of Tears one. and Green Path are the ones that I remember the most. I also really yeah, like Green Path. Yeah. Oh, everybody loves Green Path. It's a phenomenal track. Uh, regrettably, that's not the one you're going to hear first. That's so fine. let's go with... And part of the reason that I picked this track is because it's one of the first songs that you hear in the game, period. So we are going to be listening to Dirt Myth, or depending on your pronunciation, Dirt Mouth. Go with whatever feels right. Dirt Myth sounds more refined. So Dirtmouth is not an overly complicated track. Um, mm-hmm. It's arguably one of the more simple ones from the game. And I feel like that is such a good a good piece of setting for where you're at when you start the game. So, of course, Hollow Knight, you play as a nameless, faceless knight because you wear a mask the entire time. Uh, and Dirtmouth is the first location outside of your initial kind of tutorial location, which I think is called King's Pass. It doesn't even have a name when you start. So Dirtmouth is the first real location that you emerge into. Uh, and thematically, it's the first introduction that you get to Hollow Knight as, as a whole. Mm. So this track is very somber, desolate. Uh, it, it gives you a feeling of greatness that has long since passed. Uh, and I feel like that very that lone piano that is eventually joined by that lone violin which are consistent throughout the entire game um piano and violin are two instruments that uh christopher larkin the game's composer heavily relied on for the soundtrack and this is such a good centerpiece to really throw those two into high relief uh as the primary instruments you know other tracks feature much different and more dynamic orchestral pieces but dirt dirt myth is really just just the two of them with a little bit of accompaniment on the side. Uh, and it gives you that sense of when you walk into Dirtmouth, it's dark, it's windy. There's just one person around at first. There's just Elderbug. Uh, and he's old, he's aging, and he's pretty much the only one left that is there to tell the tales of Hallownest Long Gone, which is the location that you eventually descend into. Uh, and that track is just such a good starting point to get you ready for what's to come. Even though other tracks do eventually pick up and they're much more bombastic, this starting one that is just so somber is an amazing introduction to the game. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting, not only that, how much this this like last four entries for us have featured. Because when we played, I can't remember now which one was the first one that we listened to. I think it was your, what was your number four? Uh, Journey. Journey. Um, 
I don't know if it was that one. I don't remember. Oh, no, it was Ori. We were talking about piano and we were just like, huh, it's like piano. But like now these last like three, four entries that we've talked about have featured this. So obviously like that's a very big key for us and like like yeah, you know, the mix of piano is. with strings. Um, uh, this is this is just basically like a look into what we like. Exactly. Obviously. It's like, oh, you want to pit you want to peg us, throw in some piano and and uh you know piano and strings and you've, you've got us pegged yeah. in what we like. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, but, it's not hard. No, but um, I, I definitely like, I agree with what you're saying. Like it, it's this very, it's simple, it's simplistic, but it's a very haunting melody also as well. Yes. It like it haunting def- is a great word. It, I, it definitely sets up this feeling of, of discovery of things, secrets yet to be discovered, uh, like tales of the, of a, or like what you said, what, what did you say? You, you put it so great. The, uh, of a, Oh, uh, tales from the past of a, yes. of a civilization long gone. Yes. That's exactly like, that's a great way to describe it. I totally agree. Uh, and the next track I'm going to feature is really important thematically for the game because I'll tell you first and then we'll sort of talk about it. We're going to be listening to Hornet's theme. Mm. So Hornet actually is the character that's going to be coming up as the playable character in Hollow Knight's Silk Song. We have no idea when Silk Song is ever going to come out, but this is her theme from Hollow Knight. Very nice. <laughs> That, her theme is amazing. Um, so the first time that you encounter Hornet and you hear her theme play, you are pitched into battle. Mm-hmm. So her theme is also technically her combat theme. Uh, and as I'm sure you can tell, it is, it's not frenetic. That's not the right word for it. That is a very intentional and elegant track. Yes. I feel like it is arranged in such a way as to give you a feeling of higher thought let's Mm say uh and hornet is the real first antagonist that the knight encounters and i use the word antagonist lightly there i want to use my favorite word deuteragonist but i'm not going to quite yet because at this point in the game you really only know her as an antagonist she encounters you and she and she immediately initiates combat with you should ask questions first you know what i mean could have avoided some unnecessary combat no, not from Hornet's perspective. So Hornet is a very mysterious and imposing enemy because she's one of the first real boss battles that you get in the game. So she's an elegant fighter with a vicious needle as her weapon. The knight has a nail, Hornet has a needle, and it's attached to a silken thread, which is how she throws it at you. So her movements are very quick and very deadly. And I feel like her soundtrack is such an amazing reflection of that mm-hmm. because it is heavily string based. Um, all of those arrangements kind of accompanied by an underlying piano were very stringtacular. I'm going to make up new words, very stringtacular. Um, and it, you just know right away that you're not fighting a normal enemy. Yeah. You know, a normal boss battle may have been a little bit more 
intimidating. And her track isn't necessarily intimidating. It's more awe-inspiring. And I feel like that's how you know that Hornet is special. Apart right. from all of the other characters that you encounter, she's special and her soundtrack is special. And I feel like it's just another amazing example of what Hollow Knight's uh, and Christopher Larkin's soundtrack achieves. Well, and I like that it's it, it achieves that without an overly... Again, like there's, yeah. there, you, you would probably say like how many, how many strings do you think there were? There was like the main, like violin doing the more higher pitch thing. Yeah. I'm thinking like four to five. You hear that cello in the background, like providing the it more bass notes like to it. It sounds very much like a Yeah. And it's just, it, it comes across, you're right. Frenetic or is not the right word for it. It is, it is more like refined. Yes, it's refined very energy, I would say. Uh, and that's that's very appropriate for Hornet because without being too spoilery, she is highborn, we'll say. So she herself is kind of like an aristocrat, more yeah. or less. Uh, so her soundtrack should reflect that. It should feel um, aristocratic and better than you, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. That's some really good music right there. Um, uh, and even though we don't have time to feature all the tracks from Hollow Knight, but I kid you not, there's not a bad one. They're yeah. all amazing. Listen to everything you can from Hollow Knight and then go listen to the new um, samples from Silk Song. Those are because great too. Because even though there's only two out so far, uh, they are already phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And I know for a fact that we are in for another amazing ride uh, of soundtracks. Thank God for Christopher Larkin. <laughs> For real. Thank God for all these composers, honestly, because like they're all creating some fantastic music for us. And we, you know, building these lists, I still hold now that we've reached the end and we've given our top 10 soundtracks of all time. Like this was so much harder, like we said, again, than picking your top 10 games. And it's, it is interesting, like how much difference there was in our two lists. Like there was not a whole lot of crossover between these. No. And so that's just been a, a very interesting part in just like how you can have these games that you love playing them and you love going through their stories. But then when you take set that part out and examine the separate entity, a separate part of it, the music in and of itself, it just like has these all different levels for you to explore different things, more depth, you know, for you to go and dig into these games and these worlds and everything. But this is, I gotta say, this is probably one of the longer it was the longest series. I mean, it's like four. No, I guess not. Our platformers was longer than this, but like we did, well, I guess we did four episodes of that one too. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but basically this was a, uh, yeah, like it took us longer to get through this list than I thought it would because we and just had so just much because, to say. Yeah. We just have so much to say and it's such for us, like a personal, a personal endeavor because right. it's our favorite subject from video games by and large. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we sure. really enjoyed doing this one. Uh, there will certainly be more of them to come. This just happens to be uh, our, our first go. Exactly. Well, our top 10. It's like how we did with our top 10 games of all time. Like we played those, we did that we made our first list and then earlier, was it this year or was it? No, it was on our extra life ex special episode where we like updated it to see if any games we played in the last year were able to make it in. And we had some changes. So yeah, I don't think we'll do an ex near as an exhaustive relisting of this anytime soon, but we'll, we'll like provide our updates and everything like that as after yeah. an appropriate amount of time. But obviously everybody, we would love to hear what your favorite soundtracks of all time. If you have gone through the, tedious task of trying to rank all 10 of uh, the top 10 of your favorite soundtracks. We would love to hear those as well. Again, uh, share them with us in the comments on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, go to our discord. We have a whole channel set up there. That's just for us to talk about soundtracks. We actually just had some pretty good conversation about uh, hollow Knight on there as well. And so we're going to, so 
we love video game music. Please share with us all the music that you can. We also, though, I keep forgetting. I know it needs to be updated. I need to go back and update it. But on Spotify, you can search for uh, if you search for me on there, Jarrett Wilson. I think if you might, you might be able to find it outside of that. But I made a playlist of all the soundtracks that we featured that are on Spotify. So I definitely need to update it with this with these lists for sure to make sure that they're all on there. But I think if you just, if you search for uh, soundtrack spotlight or something like that, I'll put the list out there, but if not look for me. Yeah. If you do playlists, if you search soundtrack spotlight in Spotify, it'll be in the playlist should be like one of the first playlists, but I'll post the link in our discord too. So you can have that and go back and listen to that. So you can hear all the music that we featured and talked about across the history of the show. I went back when I was first building this out to episode one, anything time we talked about it, I tried to That's include impressive. it all in there. So I know it needs to be updated. So I'll be working on that and everything too, but you know, we love the music. Here's a good place where you can listen to some of our favorites that we've talked about throughout the history of the show. Uh, but with that, we featured a ton of music this episode. I don't know if we'll necessarily, this whole series has been a soundtrack spotlight, so we won't do one of those today. Uh, just leave you with all the thoughts and memories of these great tracks that we've played for you here today. But so until next time, everybody, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next week. Until then, enjoy all this wonderful music. Bye, everybody.